A Table of Fables. From the constellations to the oceans, all the nations, all our notions, it makes a story, a million stories. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Table of Fables podcast. I am James Funny Hat. Thank you so much for coming back again to the show. Today, I have a couple of people to thank. I want to thank Harper, who lives beside a magical castle in Toronto. And also to Anthony James, who lives with, I think, magical horses in Vermont, USA. Thank you, Harper and Anthony James, because your donations make this show happen every week, and it is very, very much appreciated. If you would like to help support the show, you can find out how on my website, which is jamesfunnyhat.com. So, there is some mail. There is a question from Harper, who lives by the Magical Castle in Toronto. And let's read the question from Harper, and I think it's with her mom, too. It says this. Hi, James. Harper has been loving the podcast, and we listen to each story many, many times. Harper has a question about Linus McCookey. Why did his arms and his legs and his tongue float up in the air? Well, Harper, that is a really, really good question because Linus McCookey was the soccer player in the last story and he got very nervous. Well, the thing about getting nervous is you just don't know what will happen. And he was really, really nervous. We just can't control everything about our bodies all the time and sometimes weird things happen. And you might think that you can just do whatever you want with your body, but not all the time. Try this. Try not blinking. Just keep your eyes wide open and try to do it for as long as you can. You'll soon find out that your eyelids have a mind of their own. Let's try that right now. Open your eyes as wide as they can. Now hold it. Keep them open. Don't blink. Don't blink. I'm not blinking. I'm not blinking. I blinked. I can't stand it anymore. Let's try it again. Open. Okay, I'm not going to blink. I'm not going to blink. Are you blinking? Are you guys blinking? 
Ah, I blinked. See, it's really hard. And I think that's what happened to Linus Makuki. He just couldn't control his arms from floating up and his legs and his tongue, just like we can't control our eyelids from blinking sometimes. There's also another message, and I'll read it. Dear James Funny Hat, your podcast is good. We think the rules are hilarious. Levi sat in the fridge at the end of the last episode, and Micah says, I sat on a campfire for all four episodes. You should try it sometime. When will you give us more rules? Thanks. Micah and Levi in Toronto. Well, wait a minute. Um, Levi... You are sitting in the fridge. That is rule number seven, and you're not supposed to. I really hope, Levi, that you were wearing a jacket and snow pants and mitts and a hat. Or that would be breaking the rules. Now, if you were, I guess maybe that's okay. But Micah, Micah, sitting on a campfire. Now, I should not say this word in a podcast, but I have to say this word, bum, okay? Do you know what's going to happen, Micah? If you sit on a campfire, you will have a burnt bum, and you must have one right now. So, boys and girls, if you are walking in Toronto, and if you see a boy walking around with smoke coming off of his bum, that is Micah, and you should tell him to stop listening to a table of fables while sitting on a campfire. Well, thank you for your question, Micah and Levi. And I will tell you some more rules right now. So far, there are nine rules that I've told you. And today, I'm going to tell you more. But first, there is an amendment to rule number seven for Levi. An amendment means a little change. So rule number seven is now No sitting in the fridge unless you are wearing a coat, snow pants, a hat, and mitts, and also a scarf. So that's rule number seven now. Now I'm going to tell you about rule number ten. Rule number ten. No listening to a table of fables while eating hot jalapeno peppers. Rule number eleven. If you are listening from an airplane that is flying over clouds, you may not open the window of the airplane and jump out to listen from on top of the cloud. Rule number 12. No listening while eating blue crayons. Rule number 12B. No listening while eating red crayons. Rule number 12C. No listening while eating Green crayons. Rule number 12D, no listening while eating yellow crayons. Rule number 12E, no listening while eating purple crayons. Now, uh, rule number 12 has 64 parts for all the colors in your crayon box. So basically, I will go through all of the colors later, but you should not be eating any of the colors in your crayons. We'll go on now to rule number 13. No listening while sitting on your sister's ponytail. Or your mom's ponytail, or your brother's ponytail, or your dad's ponytail. If you have a fish with a ponytail, 
that's okay. Now, those are the rules for today. We are now at 13 rules, and I hope you follow all the rules so that this podcast will be safe. Today, we have a story about a kid, and that should be interesting to everybody because either you are a kid now or you used to be a kid. Just like me, I used to be a kid. And kids often have really, really good questions. And maybe you had a question like the question that I had when I was a kid. Because I used to look out the window and I used to wonder, how do the adults know what to do? I used to, for example, look at a bus driver and think, who told that guy he's supposed to be riding a bus? How does he know he's supposed to be riding the bus? And you might go into a bakery and think, hmm, how does that baker know that she's supposed to be there in that bakery? Who told her? Well, it's a really good question. How does everybody know what to do? Well, the thing is, a lot of it, you have to decide for yourself. And you might think to yourself, I'll just do what everybody else is doing. And maybe that's a good idea if you don't have a better idea. But sometimes you might have an idea of something a little bit different of what you can do. And usually people will say, well, that's a dumb idea. Nobody's ever done that. That's what happens in the story. There's this kid and he has this idea and everybody tells him, well, that's a really dumb idea. But you know what? He doesn't mind. He does the idea anyways. When people tell you that's a dumb idea, you might think, oh, okay, it's a dumb idea. I won't do it. But sometimes that's not the best thing to do. So you'll find out what happens in the story. And soon the story bell will ring. When it rings, put your hands up in the air. When you can't hear the bell anymore, put your hands down and then the story will begin. First, let's get ready, let's take a deep breath, and then breathe out slowly. Here we go. Breathe in, and breathe out. And breathe in, and breathe out. Okay, here comes the story bell. Many years ago, there was a time when circuses would travel from town to town and put on shows for the people. One of these circuses was called the Green Tent Circus. The captain of this circus was called Paulo, and his oldest son was called Alphonse. One day, when Alphonse was six years old, Paulo took him for a long walk through one of the towns that they were visiting. He put his arm around him and said, You know, son, because I am your father and I am the captain of this circus, when you grow up, you can be anything you want. You can be the tightrope walker, the fortune teller, the strong man, the juggler, the alligator wrestler, an acrobat, a clown. You can be anything you want. You think about it, son, and when you're ready, you tell me, and I will give you everything you need. 
Alphonse thought about this for three days, and then he came back to his father. Father, I've decided what I want to be in the circus. That's wonderful, son. What is it? What will my firstborn son be? The lion. Oh, you mean the lion tamer. Oh, that's great news, Alphonse. The lion tamer is one of the most dignified jobs in all of the circus. No, father, not the lion tamer. I want to be the lion. The lion? <laughs> Alphonse, I can see that you are too young for such mature questions. I'll ask you again when you are older. <laughs> the lion! My son wants to grow up to be a jungle cat. <laughs> Paulo laughed and laughed at his son, not taking him seriously at all. Alphonse told all his friends that he wanted to be the lion, and they all scoffed at him. Everyone else Alphonse told laughed at his dream to become the lion in the circus. At first, his feelings were hurt because he couldn't understand what was wrong with it. At that moment, he made up his mind that he would never make fun of another person's dream and that if anyone laughed at his, he would ignore them. Also, at that moment, he thought of a plan. That night, in the big green tent, it came time for the lion tamer's act to begin. This was the most exciting part of the show, where a 600-pound lion would prowl into the ring. Everyone in the crowd watched in silent excitement. A spotlight came down on the big man in the suit, who was the announcer. Ladies and gentlemen, we now have for you a most fearsome sight. Straight from the jungles of Africa, introducing the king of the jungle, the lord of all beasts, the ferocious, the dangerous, the mighty watched the tunnel with excitement and fear as out came Alphonse. Alphonse had snuck behind the curtain and had placed a lock on the lion's cage. Now he was in the center of the ring with 2,000 people wondering why he was there and the lion wasn't. Roar! 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 yelled Alphonse in his most fearsome-sounding six-year-old voice. The crowd sat in confused and stunned silence for several moments. This was not what they were expecting. Then, a few children started to laugh at the sight of this little boy prowling around the ring like a lion. The lion tamer started to go along with it. He cracked his whip a few times and waved a chair around as Alphonse circled him. Roar! 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 
Soon enough, everyone was laughing. They laughed so hard that their faces were red. Their stomachs hurt, and milk came trickling out of their noses. It was the funniest, most ridiculous thing that they had ever seen. So funny that everyone talked about it. And the next night's performance was sold out, with everyone asking for Alphonse the Lion. Alphonse did another performance the next night, and the people loved it even more. The night after that, people traveled from neighboring towns and were lined up to see this mysterious boy lion. Word spread fast, and in a few months, people were coming from all over to see Alphonse the Mighty Lion, which was what they called him. By the end of the year, the Green Tent Circus became the most popular in the country, all because of Alphonse. Over the years, Alphonse perfected his lion act to such a degree that real lions treated him as a brother and would never attack him. They would let him ride on their backs, decorate their manes with colored beads, and tickle their bellies. He became so famous that children would play with Alphonse dolls and dream of becoming an Alphonse when they grew up. Mothers wanted him to kiss their babies. Young women put on their finest clothes when they went to his shows, and young men fought to shake his hand. Many great things happened to Alphonse in the circus. But our story now moves on 15 years later, when he was 21 years old. At that point, Alphonse had become tired of the circus life and decided that it was time for him to stop being Alphonse the Mighty Lion and to try something else. He made an announcement that he would give his last performance. On the day, a huge crowd of thousands of people jammed into the stadium to see the show. Alphonse gave his best performance ever. It was fearsome and funny at the same time. The crowd was thrilled and loved every moment of it. Alphonse the Mighty Lion gave his final bow as the audience cheered and cried with sadness and joy. They started to chant, Alphonse, don't go! Alphonse, don't go! Then Alphonse raised his arms in the air and looked intensely all around at the audience. He slowly lowered his arms and the crowd hushed. Then he began to speak and everyone was surprised because no one had heard him speak in words before. From the time I was six years old, I decided to follow my dreams and not to mind if other people thought it was foolish. I discovered that when you find what you love to do and you keep on doing it, whether or not other people think it's silly, smart, weird, or crazy, you may look up one day and find that the whole world is watching you. And with that, Alphonse the Mighty Lion walked out of the circus never to return again.
here we are at the end of the story and soon the end of the podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you have any questions, you can send them to james at jamesfunnyhat.com or any comments, you can send those too. Or any drawings, you can send those too. If you would like to support the show, you can, with your parents, go to jamesfunnyhat.com to find out how. And I would like to give a great big thank you to Harper in Toronto and Anthony James in Vermont for supporting the show this week. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time on The Table of Fables.